Okay, you ready to start this show? Uh, your host of the evening is a really funny dude. Um, I forgot his last name, but I've seen him before, and he's really funny. Uh, give it up for Mike. Coming to you live on tape from week nine, I don't know, of quarantine from an above-ground basement in rapidly gentrifying Culver City adjacent California. This is The Tully Show. I am your host, Mike Tully. Joining me today for yet another weekly lockdown wellness check, the host of the Sharp Tongue Podcast, now and forever, the people's champ. Hello and welcome back, Jesse May Peluso. Ooh, your girl is day drinking, day drinking, do I care? No, I don't. Quarantine queen. <laughs> don't tell me what you're drinking. It's Oh, I'm sorry. A child just screamed in the background. Don't tell me what not to tell you when there's children screaming in your household. Can I be honest with you? You heard a child screaming in the background of my house. I didn't. I at a certain point, it's like when you when you I grew up uh, right next to a freeway and if people stayed over the house. Yeah, we, we made do, you know, you got really good at running did across. You? I did. I grew up right over uh, a freeway and, um, it was like a recessed freeway. Recessed things were popular in the seventies, living rooms, freeways. And I mean, this, this sounds like the story of a homeless person and I'm interested. I, am a proponent for living in a van down by the river i think fuck yeah i think you're crazy if you're a comedian and you don't live in a van i've been trying to talk <laughs> I, i've been trying to there talk goes with, an, i'm sorry there goes another child scream from the background okay so let me try to wrap up that first point when people would <laughs> when people would come over or stay over my house they would say how do you sleep there's a freeway right next to your house and we would go oh yeah I guess you can hear a freeway constantly since we're right next to eight lanes of I can't drive 55 New Jersey, but you just tune it out because it becomes it's it's when it's constant, you don't hear it at all. For all I know, the earth spinning at 25,000 miles per hour makes a giant buzzing noise that I just and I've been hearing it my entire life. So I don't hear it at all. You know, Um, that's a survival mechanism. Children screaming. I don't hear them. Total survival mechanism. I mean, not, it's when, like when, smells when, or noises. Yeah. Your environmental smells and noises have to be consistent. And then the, when the weird ones pop up, that's when your brain's like, what the well, fuck Well, this is unusual. That? Yeah, no, a baby screaming is, that's not unusual. I, I like swear to God. Like that made my ovary shrivel. It should. It should be <laughs> ovary repellent. It's, your, no, your daughter is, I, t- I tell my boyfriend, I'm like, this, it's, there's something I think she's a grown shaman in the body of a small child. I think she's a witch. Yeah. She casts spells on women like me who are in their moonlighting years of being able to procreate. She just is like this cute little talisman in the background that's like, remember, you have a reproductive system. Are you going to use it before it dries up? She's just a friendly reminder that maybe I haven't made the most, you know, the best life choices when it comes to creating a quote unquote normal life, which you kind of have, even though you rock so hard. I do. I, you know, I, I actually, just for you, I put this poster in the background. I know people, some people can see us some people can hear us. That's a, <laughs> that's a picture of when I rocked. 
Guys, this is a new installment of the Tully Peluso combined See, podcast. This guy, video now. this guy right around here. Oh my God. I'm trying to do everything in reverse. Anyway, that yeah, that guy. Is this, That's is me this, when I rocked. Wow, you rocked so, so hard. The well, I just, hardest. I, it's, just a, it's just like a, a, a wall-sized poster of the time my band rocked the hard rock. It's no big deal. What was the band called? It's called Vigilante. Oh, no, 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 no. My real band stunk. We didn't go anywhere. My fake band did pretty well for ourselves. We're called Death, Death, Die. Now, was that an, an instruction that you got from the devil himself? <laughs> oh, that was pretty catchy. <laughs> you know what I was thinking about today? Because I knew we were going to podcast. What do you think our appeal is? Why do why, People like us. Uh, what, I just want to know you're genuine. Can I tell you what I think we are? Uh, this is a real. <laughs> this is yeah. a real deep cut. But do you remember when we were? I know I was a child far sooner than you were, far okay, earlier you're than you were. So much older. Do you remember the, the country croc, commercials? Yeah, I do. And country croc was um, a butter. Margarine, sure. Yeah, butter. butter mar- right, right. Yeah. Like a basically a chemical version of butter. Right. Yeah. I do because, remember them. Because butter had so many glaring holes in it. You know? <laughs> I know. What can butter do that chemicals can't do? <laughs> That's the million dollar question, really. But but go on, please elaborate. So the ads would just be, they'd have a tub of, man, the 80s, like the yuppies from the 80s bother me so much retrospectively. <laughs> I just watched Arachnophobia and it's just uh, <gasps> it's just yuppies on parade. Arachnophobia yeah. is one of my favorite movies. Spoiler alert, the real villain of Arachnophobia is not spiders, it's white privilege. It's crazy how entitled <laughs> these motherfuckers are. <laughs> and another spoiler alert, I'm the color of the people right now in that movie after the spiders hit them. I don't know why I'm blue, but apparently this is the color we're going with today. You look like you could use a little sun. I, you know, I don't like sun. I don't put sun here. Only on my butthole. That's how you get, you know, vitamin D. I'm sure you saw that news article. I, sure. That I, that comes around every... Uh, that's like a glitch in the Matrix. I feel like the guy who invented... Fa- when it's fake. But the guy who said everybody should tan their asshole is like a news story every four months. And we're supposed to forget that he was already a news story. And we didn't care about it four months ago and eight months ago and so on and so forth. Anyway. So is this your way of saying... Before you go to anyway, is this your way of saying that you haven't tanned your butthole? I have not. I have not. I kind of live like in a in a in a community to where I don't think I have like. You just went fr- like this. You basically just said community, but made the shape of a butthole. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a lot of prying eyes. I think that okay. would that would be my take exception. There's a. Okay. I'm, I'm led to believe that there's a Facebook for people who live in my area. I don't. I've never been on it, but I think that that would scandalize the Facebook group for my community. <laughs> So the country croc ads were these two insufferable, insufferable yuppies who would always be like on a porch in Cape Cod or Martha's Vineyard or something like that, just having the snappiest, zazziest boy. These yes. kids, boy, these kids have got banter over their morning coffee while they spread this over their low car- carb. Well, there wouldn't have been low carbs. Eighties were pretty high carb, very Bagel. high carb, very sugary. I think people like us because. One of us is always talking, and it's just like a break from the noises in their own head. Oh, I see. So that we have, basically, we go together like bread and butter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
<laughs> bread and chemical We're butter. We're the peanut butter and jelly of banter. Wait, okay, I have a follow-up question. Who's the chemical butter in this scenario? No, we're both, we are, together we make margarine. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Wow. You should get into poetry, because that's romantic. What can I say? That is really, really romantic. That's so crazy. Country crock. Do you remember Chock Full of Nuts? I do. I recently wikipedia Chock Full of Nuts. Why? Because my parents were visiting and so i knew that they would be scandalized by my coffee beans because <laughs> oh your shit your coffee's way too bougie for your parents yeah because as way a, too bougie your situation you're like a, french roasting as a 21st century yuppie i knew that they would be scandalized by coffee that cost more than like three dollars per ton so i went to the store and bought chock full of nuts did you buy the can did you buy the big ass can Jesse, not only did I buy the can, I bought a coffee maker because... <gasps> oh, my God. I don't know if my mom still listens to this. I mean, I, I'm sure That's I've said... so we're retro. Just talking about, we're just talking about sunning our assholes. I guess this is less scandalous no, by comparison. No, that's why people... By the way, I beg to differ. The reason why people love us is because we go from chemical margarine to butthole and back. We go from chemical margarine from butthole to back. That's yeah, why people love us. Country We, we speak people, about everything. Right. You know, the margarine people really just talked about margarine. Yeah. We've got range. They were so linear. So like I got like a coffee grinder and I got like a pour over thing. It's like a one cup at a time deal. And I knew that my, my parents are more of like, a, as I used to be like a like a 25 cup a day kind of thing. So pour over was not going to be practical. Plus they are like, like reverse vampires where they can, they're up for all daylight hours. So okay. like. Even in oh, they're in, up like early, early. They would be up at like at six in the morning, and then being jet lagged coming here from New Jersey, they'll be up at like four thirty in the morning. So I knew that they were never going to figure out. Bless their their hearts, they were never going to figure out the pour over in the amount of days that they were here. So I just <laughs> I did the only thing that made any sense to me, which is I went and bought a drip coffee maker and I bought a twenty pound vat of chock full of nuts. Wow! Now when you opened it. Chock full of nuts takes me so far back. Yeah. So far back to to like literally a visceral, not even a moment in time, but like a whole era in my childhood. When you cracked it open, did you crack it open alone or were your parents there with you? I cracked it open and I took a deep sniff. And what did it smell like to you? Childhood. Home. Wow. Yeah. I wonder how many people... How many people can relate to chock full of nuts smelling like home? One of my first jokes I wrote was about chock full of nuts. Where's the nuts? I mean, the name's chock full of nuts, but all I see is beans. The joke was, oh my God, it's so strange when you talk and like your brain's like, oh, it draws the association from a memory you have didn't even realize was still there. Um, the joke was... My dad wanted a, uh, we were out at a diner and the waitress asked if he wanted some coffee and, uh, she said, all we have is chock full of nuts. And he said, well, it's too bad. Cause I really wanted a chock full of tits. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. I feel like, I feel like you stepped on your own punchline a little bit there. There's no. There's no punchline. All I okay. wanted was was a what? A chock full of tits. There's no punchline. There's no setup. Here's no. this is 
comedy's car comedy's very hard there's no setup there's no punchline there's just and there's not even a play on words <laughs> no <laughs> and, and and on top of everything else you paint your dad as sort of nonsensical Terrible. sex criminal which you know uh, i mean I, it's not that far you, off you had to know dad my dad was literally the type of person that if you were in the car with him and there was a woman walking on the street that were passing in a car he would comment on how she looked oh you know but not in like a derogatory way just in more of like a a appreciative of the female form but he would definitely say something along the lines of oh look check out those kajoggers which were a term for boobs kajoggers don't even. Oh, try you didn't just make it. that up. That was one of his specific go-to's. That was. Oh, that was. That was. That was a Joe Palusoism. Kajoggers were codes for tits. Okay, and you have sisters, no brothers. All sisters. I'm the youngest of four. And I forget. Would, would your mom have been in the car for any of these Kajogger references? No. There's no way. There's no way. Oh, my dad knew where to disperse. That it was not around Nancy Finley. She would she would break them down with a finger. Nancy Finley had the, had the fury of all females ever existed in her finger. He would not say that in front of Nancy Finley, but he was he for some reason when I was in the car he would unleash all of this and to the point of a memory my mom had to uh, tell me that I couldn't remember because I was too young. She said one time I was in the back seat probably about four years old and she was driving and she came to an abrupt stop because the person in front of her came to an abrupt stop and she made like a tiffed noise. My mother never swore. She never did any fart jokes. She's a very classy lady. She's more witty and sarcastic. Never made any like sort of vulgar language around me. So she made this like a little tiffed noise and I was sucking my thumb in the back sensitive to her reaction. She said, I pulled my thumb out of my mouth and I go, mom, is that guy an asshole? (laughs) Because had it been Joe Peluso, he would have been flying F-bombs all over the place. Ooh, 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 I know this one. That's an asshole, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> do your I... kids do that? Like, have you, has either one of your kids sworn in front of you yet? Uh, I don't. Well, my daughter says shit all the time, but she doesn't know what she's talking about. Because she's one. It's just one of her words. So, Wait, like, use it. I need it in context. No, she'll just be like, shit. Like, she doesn't know what she's. I don't. I would tell you if I thought she'd picked it up from us. I think it's just she thinks she's saying something else. She has all kinds of, like, she goes like, Joel Bosch? Joel Bosch? Like, I don't know what the hell Joel Bosch is. And it's just one of her go to. You don't know Joe Bosch? <laughs> He's only no, the, the hottest designer in Beverly Hills. No, I, seriously, you don't know Joe Bosch? No. You're joking. Is there. She says Joe Bosch. Yeah, is there like a uh, chock full of tits punchline coming here? No, I was just trying to make you think that your daughter knew some shit that you didn't make you kind of freaked out, but you were too good. You were too good. You were on to me, you little Mm. fucker. Do me a favor. Move your phone a little bit closer to you. Is this better? How about now? So much better. Better like this? Better like this? How about now? How about now? How about now? That's so So she only says So she doesn't say shit in like a real sentence. No, I don't think she knows what she's saying. But then my son will be like, oh my God, she said shit. And then I'm like, oh my God, you said shit because you're the one who's supposed (laughs) to actually know what the hell you're talking about. And then he's like, you said shit. It's just funny because I I think about how my dad would say sugar. That was his thing. Like if he like stubbed his toe or something went wrong, he'd be like, ah, sugar. And and I- What? And I respect now that my my parents never once slipped up and cursed. Now, I don't know that they- we're dropping f bombs left and right. I don't know if my parents have ever said fuck. 
They probably haven't because they're good people or yeah. they are murderers and they're trying to balance out their life. No, they're I'm going to go with the latter. They're good people. Okay, here's a question. They're they're good people. They're very very good people. Um and and but but also I think that we have probably become a little bit more potty mouthed as a society as we've gone on. Am I crazy? I've never thought about this before. I don't think my parents have ever said fuck. They probably did say shit because if, if if you have sugar loaded up and ready to go in front of the kids you say shit when we're not around you that's gotta pretty say obvious shit. but like i also don't know like i just i say fuck like i say um like i say like like i say you know and i i, I temper it more on the radio because i try to be a bit more mindful of what i'm actually saying when i'm getting paid to do it but like i'm not sure that any of my friends parents were dropping f-bombs left and right back then wow. either was that suburban new jersey was that just that there was a, it was a more like christian conservative thing or do people say fuck more now than they used to and just curse in general i think i see i was gonna say that um i think people are more sensitive to words but sensitive to words that aren't necessarily swear words so maybe that people who have sensitivities to words like you know retard or words like you know, I words that are trigger words. Yeah, they have sensitivities too. Even though those words evolve with language, I think maybe the same is true where people might be swearing more as a result of the evolution of civilization and what we're going through. I mean, I don't want to brag or anything, but I've read a couple different things that say people who swear tend to have higher IQs than people who don't. Yeah. So basically. This is look kind of bad on you. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know. You know, a good place to really gauge it, even though now it's not up and running, is the comedy clubs. Comedy, this is why comedy is so important. And confirm or deny, agree, pipe in when, when you feel. Um, Thank I you. think comedy, you're welcome. Can you please stop talking? I think comedy is representative of the current societal language and temperament, especially within the me- immediate um, radius of wherever the person is. Like if somebody is from a certain area doing a show in a club in their hometown, they tend to reflect what's going on in that area. Oh, so lo- I think that- lo- locally, I, I totally agree with you. The, the comedian is like kind of the equivalent of like when the crowd gets riled up in the old movie or whatever, like the guy who jumps up on top of something is like, hey guys, are we really gonna blah, blah, blah? Like he's, he's the guy who's <laughs> the man of the people who has his finger on the temperature, who's willing to say what everybody's thinking. I get that locally, uh, but 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 go on because once you get to the national, like once you get to say the comedy store, where it's people coming from all over the country, in going it gets there. a little trickier. It gets trickier, but I still think that comedy as a whole is reflective of the language sensitivities, the content sensitivities, mm-hmm. and the overall sensitivities of a society. I think. Because if you look at comedy throughout the years and the evolution of, of how civilization has grown, comedy has sort of been the, not the nucleus, but sort of the reflective, I don't know, maybe even like a barometric pressure of what's going on at that time. Like if you look back at like, you know, when there were kings and queens, there was a court jester doing goofy stuff like physical comedy and all of these we're sure that we're sure that was a real job at some point right that was for sure i think like comedians and sluts are the oldest careers 
And thankfully, I am two for two. That was a joke. That was attempted. No, joke. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. Quarantine's really killing my fucking momentum. You're doing great. You're doing great. But I think like I love your background. You you're, at, in, you're in some sort of shed. You're doing great. This is my new studio. My man laid some wood. Literally. He did. Like literally laid wood. He's really good with his hands and not like in a murderer kind of way, like in a handyman no. kind of way. No, I'm just getting more and more sexual entendres. He lays wood and he's good with his hands. I got gotcha. Right. And I'm being Great. literal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like hey, for once in my hey, life, I'm not being sexual. It's got to be nice to be in quarantine without kids. Gotcha. It's so great. It's honestly so great. But wait, to wrap up what we were saying, I think comedy definitely reflects the sensitivities that are going on. And, and, and they also sort of allow people to know kind of how ridiculous they're being with their sensitivities. Because at the end of the day, death doesn't fucking care yeah. what you're sensitive about. Well, it doesn't we're, matter. We're, we're all going to die someday. <laughs> it could be used as an argument to justify anything. Everything. Yeah, but right. That's why it should be used. It's like, what are you really stressing over? Do you know what, though? The, the whole PC thing, it's like everything else. It's, it's like it's, it's service dogs, you know, um, or emotional support animals or what have you. 10% of the people who are, who are using them are, really need them, and then the other ones are giving the people who really need them a bad name, same as, you know, ADD drugs and what have you and stuff like that. But I hear so many comedians, both on and off stage, talk about how everybody is so sensitive and so they have to they're part of the backlash to that but i'm not really sure the actual lash is as big as comedians would have it be if if somebody is um there's a certain word that i that i don't need to i just you already know what it is that if i the the n word that if i dropped it in a random gathering of people there would be people there would be people who would be strongly offended like there really, right. there really would be. It's an offensive, an offensive word. If I said, "Oh, don't worry about my friend; he's a retard," I think everybody would say, "Oh my god, I can't believe that guy hasn't gotten the message." You don't say "retard" anymore. That's offensive. But I don't believe anybody is actually really offended. Oh, they're offended. Mm. Are they they're offended? offended. Or do they, they just think that they're supposed to be offended. That's a really good point. I think people think they're supposed to be offended and they also want to be offended because it gives them a purpose. I think one of the bigger issues is people not discovering their purpose and because every human needs a reason to live. Every single human needs a reason to live. If you don't find that, you become sensitive and you become easily triggered Mm -hmm. by words by things that don't even concern you yeah. just to be a part of the conversation. And it, it's great. I'm glad you found your community, but you're not doing anything. Jesse, how are we going to save the Karens? Fuck the Karens, man. These bitches and their butch haircuts and their sharp haircuts. I mean, those bitches turn to the left a little fast. You're going to get a gash on your cheek. They just need from a purpose. That super cut. They need, they need a purpose. Tully, Everyone needs a purpose. Do Luckily, women... you and I have found a purpose. Sure, this'll do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, that's the way I, that's the way I feel about my about my career. Because, like, you do com- um, you, you do comedy. You have an actual like job that's uh, that's a do skill. I? You did well. Do you, I? You did before, and most likely you will again. Um, I'm not so sure. I I, I just like. You know, John Lennon said, "Life is what happens while you're making other plans." Like for me, radio is what has happened while I was making other plans and while I was doing things 
like productive things that I took seriously that I that I considered my work, I was making jokes. And then somebody, you know, at somewhere along the way was like, you could just do the joke bit and you can get paid for that. But it's not like it's not a plan and it's a pretty it's a pretty hollow goal. Like putting together and I'm not even trying to say no, I'm not even trying to say that comedy I'm is I'm gonna let you make your point. Comedy's not all that much of a job when it really comes down to it compared to like, you know, building a house or something like that but it is a it is a real nobody can debate that it is work to mold an hour that kills wherever you go and to have the skill to be the person who not only writes but delivers that and can shape that to the room that you're in and the circumstances you're in and what temperature it is and who whatever the last comic who came on before you was doing radio's really just talking it is but a lot of people can't have conversations and a lot of people don't have anything interesting to say and a lot of people don't know how to pick up where there's a little bit of dead space or to fill in where there needs to be like there's an art to a little bit of everything that you do whether it be radio or build a house and i agree yeah you know i think I, i think what it comes down to is is it is it helping other people as as hippie ish as that sounds like I hope that what we do together is helping people get through this time. I hope people are able to, you know, laugh at us and and they like our banter and how we kind of talk shit about each other a little bit and and bust each other's balls and all that. Like, even though it seems easy and all that, and I agree that it's not like, you know, putting up this wall per se. Yeah, no, it's not laying wood. It's not laying wood. Lord knows I can't do that. (laughs) You can't. You're not handy. You don't know that about me? Oh, uh, because you rock too hard. You rock way some, too hard. I think there are some guys who can rock and can also lay wood. I'm the least handy guy you have ever met in your entire life. You Something are, tells me that your wife could lay wood. My wife, I mean, yeah, my wife showed up with her own tool set. I did not. <laughs> I had a tool set and it was all hot pink. I got it off of, it was like this small tool set. All the tools broke. My, I don't have any of them left. My, my wife's are, tools are basically normal sized and and hot pink. And so now though my hammer is hot pink because her tools <laughs> became our tools. Excuse me, memoir title. My hammer is hot pink. That nice. needs to be your book title. That's I'm a really good book a title. Lo- a lot of a lot of memoirs <laughs> according to you. You, you are. You got a lot to. of got a lot of titles. <laughs> You have to. Uh, back to the point about language. I just want people to know out there who are listening, there's a really great joke by the comedian's comedian and just a great comedian, Doug Stanhope, who I know you know. Mm-hmm. You know who Doug is. Uh, he has a great joke about the evolution of language and the sensitivities to language. And I think it's on its his last special, I'm, I'm Coming Home or, or Home Sweet Home. Something like that. Doug Stanhope's like special. He's got a really good joke about that. So listen to that if you can, because it really sums up what's going on in culture when it comes to sensitivities to words. Is this a comedian thing? Like you can't, you can say he's got a great joke, but you can't say what it is. Well, no, I just don't want to ruin it. Cause I couldn't even, I mean, my, my joke was terrible. It wasn't even a joke, but I couldn't even like recall my own situation. I don't want to brutalize his, but he basically says how imbecile used to be what retard is now and that retard's going to be replaced by another word like it's this revolving oh yeah thing that 
You know what I mean? Like it's well, just it, the thing is, people it, it, start it, it, to decide. It already has. It's developmentally disabled or whatever they care to change it to. Right. And if somebody were, if I see somebody, if it, you know, like it was a person and I needed to describe their situation, I would not say, well, that's the thing. It's like where you can't say you're not supposed to say gay anymore because that's and I and I understand that. Wait, we, what? You're not supposed to say things are gay. You can say a person is gay. Okay. You know, you like you can't, say, can't say, say, oh, this, like back this, when we were kids. this shirt is gay, right? Like, you know that you're not supposed to say that. But why? Okay, here's, okay. I agree. I agree, I agree with what you're saying that, okay, we're, we're saying we're not supposed to say that. Why would that offend a gay person if you say this shirt is gay? I just want, I just want to know your opinion. I'm sorry. Can you pull your mic even closer to you? Why would you be offended if, as a gay guy, if if you were hanging out with another person, they're like, "This shirt's so gay." Yeah. Why would that make you mad? I'm um, not gay, so I don't understand. I know you're not gay, but can you can you maybe? Yeah, just- yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, because you're saying it's it, it just means it means this is it means this is lame. This is bad. Oh, because you're associating it with something bad. You, you're like, this is this is a bad shirt. Yeah, yeah. Gay is a gender. I mean, I'm sorry, is a value neutral thing. Where it's just, you, you are, you're tall, you're short, you're, you know, you're black, you're white, you're straight, you're gay. And but now all of a sudden, that shirt, if you're saying, oh man, that shirt is so, is so straight to just mean that sucks. I would never buy that. Who the hell would want that thing? Well, what's But so- if you're wearing that shirt, you don't mean that shirt is a homosexual who's in a relationship with the same sex. You're not, you're not referring. It doesn't have any, the words, the word, here's my point. Mm-hmm. Words can have multiple. Yeah meaning right I mean, but we all the- but, but we all know that it shares a common derivation look i i tend to agree with you that i i wish that <laughs> i wish that gay people would release the word gay back into the wild and let us t- use it because i think when i was a kid when people would say oh that thing is so gay they were saying i think you are gay because that's a thing a gay person would do even though people had no idea what gay people were actually like in the 80s i think we've gone so the the, the paths politicians have, the paths have diverged so widely that when i say something is is gay which i still would say from you know i'm sure it still slips out of my mouth you know uh off air and sometimes like today on air i'm not even saying that it's homosexual i'm just saying it's lame and i wish that the 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 sort of like the stanhope point that you're making that the the branches of the tree would have gone far enough apart that gay people just don't even think of it as being related to related to homosexual but my point that i was making is this i would say Oh, this is uh, you know, he's not going to go out on a date with you. He's he's gay. I do still use that word. Nobody really uses the word retarded to describe retarded people anymore. So that's no. why I really like if I had to say, oh, don't, he's not going to go out on a date with you. He's developmentally disabled. <laughs> like I would never, I wouldn't say, hey. You, but you also wouldn't hey, mean hey, it. Hey, you can't date way. him. He's a retard. <laughs> like nobody, don't, people only mean that somebody is stupid when they say that they're a retard. They don't mean that they are developmentally disabled. Right. And I, I like, I guess my point is if, it, if the thing is good and you're like, because gay means, you know, I feel happy. I feel gay. But it hasn't like, meant you know, that in our, in our, since we were born. Nobody ever said that meaning happy in our lifetimes. Right, because it's it's like I mean it's literally from like the early 1900s. <laughs> it's real old. It's so old. Yeah. But I think like if someone were to say that and it be positive, would it be accepted? Because you have to accept it all, don't no. you think? No. It, but if somebody goes, "Oh boy, the sun is shining and I'm feeling gay today," 
Yeah, like, and you go, well, you want to go to Boys Town? You go, no, why would I go to Boys Town? That's for homosexuals. I'm merely feeling joyful. Like, come on, <laughs> right? Like, what if, what if there's some time traveler that slips through the cracks? Uh, well, do you and know says, what? I'm feeling gay. If what if Keanu Reeves comes back from wherever he was in the early 1900s, and he's like, you know uh, what? I feel great. I'm feeling gay. Oh, I thought we were going Bill and Ted's here. As somebody who oh, also oh, yeah. who also just watched the second Bill and Ted's movie in the last seven days. Uh, they're making a new one. Yeah. Well, it's going to have good luck topping Bogus Journey. <laughs> it's not going to top Bogus Journey. Are you a fan of Bill and Ted? Uh, no, I just watch any old crappy 80s stuff that I haven't seen recently. Do you remember Teen Wolf? Did we talk about Teen Wolf? I don't think we've discussed the Teen Wolf, but sure. I remember Teen Wolf. I remember. Do you remember Teen Wolf T-O-O? Back up. We're not talking about Teen Wolf T-O-O, but I do know what you're talking about. That's not the OG. Who's Teen Wolf T-O-O? Do you even know? Teen Wolf 2? Yeah. The actor? Yeah. I don't remember. Who was it? Uh, I guess Michael J. Fox got too big for his britches, was too busy going back to the future or or whatever he was doing. Maybe he was already... Yeah, he was killing it. Maybe he was already Bright Lights Big City by then, but... uh, I don't know. uh, Jason Bateman. Was the second team? <gasps> oh my God, Jason Bateman! It, like he's the same. Can we can we can we agree that he's the same character and everything? Yeah, you know what? I think he's sensitive to that because I think it, we all look at Jason Bateman and think, "Oh, this guy was a teen heartthrob and then didn't work for a really really long time and then hit pay dirt perfect role for him perfect show arrested development and now he's working all the time again and i heard him just say one or two things that he said when he was on mark Marin's podcast that seemed like he was like you know you know i end up playing the the sort of voice of reason anal retentive guy in the crazy situation a lot that guy that i get to, the guy that i play all the time and it seemed like the what guy he was, on ozark what he was signaling was i can only get cast like i'm back awesome beats not being back but i can only get cast to be some variation on the arrested development guy and that no one will let him do other stuff which doesn't mean I don't that, know if I buy that. Doesn't mean that he would be able to if somebody maybe he's nobody nobody's letting him do that because he sucks when he's not doing the Jason Bateman character. I don't know. I, I don't know because I've been thinking about this because there's been a lot of time to think about weird and random things. Hey, and when times are tough, we all think of Jason Bateman. We I I love him honestly. I'll see anything he's in because I think he's so talented. Yeah. I I love his character. He's like a more neurotic uh, Paul Rudd. I can I can always deal with him exactly. If I'm on he's, a plane, I'll just I'll I'll Rudd. You know. I'll go I'll go to the theater. I mean, I don't know if we can anymore, but like I'll go to the theater to see a Bateman. I really will. I, mm. I'm I'm a huge fan of his, but mm. I'm more I of an opening weekend s- streaming Bateman, but I respect you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I, you just read an excerpt from your journal? <laughs> I Batemaned again today. <laughs> day nineteen. 19- 42 of quarantine i started my day with a chock full of nuts and as my mother wrote in her journal and my father crossworded i snuck away into my son's bedroom and i batemaned myself i'll get i'll get back to i'll I'll get back to the chock full of nuts i'm sorry okay i'll i'll close up my thought i had a thought about actors in general and i think as I was watching Extraction, which is on Netflix, uh, um, Liam Hemsworth. Uh, there's so many Hemsworth brothers. Uh, it's a new movie. 
maybe not Liam Hemsworth. Come on, you're usually good with this. Chris Hemsworth? That's another Hemsworth. It's one of the Hemsworth's new movies. It was so well done, and he was such a different character from how I've seen him perform normally. He's Thor. Um, That it made me think about other actors, and I think there's only a handful of actors, this is my theory, that can truly evolve into the character they're playing so much so that their original identity is lost Mm -hmm. where it's just, you know, a good actor. And maybe we'll, I think we can throw in Daniel Day. I think we can throw in, you know, uh, Meryl Streep. I think, I think Denzel has the ability to do that in some different roles. I have not taken your advice and watched my first Denzel Washington movie. So I'll have to take your word for it. You, uh, there's so many good Denzel. I know. There's so, and I, do, I, I, I am remiss to tell you to begin with Equalizer, but Equalizer is so well done, mm-hmm. and and very rarely because I think you're a movie fan as well. Do sure. You love movies. I okay. like. Yeah, I watch well, them. I'm a huge movie. I'm, I, I, I'll see everything. I don't care if it's terrible. Equalizer two. Almost just as good as the original, which is Love a that. very rare situation. No, I know. Bill and Ted's The Equalizer. <laughs> <laughs> Bill and Ted's, yeah. Right up there with The Equalizer. Godfather 2, like, Bill and Ted's Equalizer. Everybody remembers. Right. right. All Empire Strikes Back. The rare sequel. Jurassic but, Park, Jurassic <laughs> World. They're all just as good as the original. Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo. I think there's only about a handful of actors who are truly able to step into a new role. Mm-hmm. And the rest are lucky enough to be Jason Bateman's where they're appealing enough in their own skin to where you're like, I want to see this thing. And then the rest are just kind of like, you know what I mean? I do. I do. And I've often wondered like how we are supposed to compare and contrast the greatness of actors when there's basically two kinds of actors. There's the ones, and I, you know, when I say actors, I mean actresses as well. The ones who play, I don't, I'm only talking about men. (laughs) There's no room for women. Unless you want to suck my dick, you'll get the role. I think men should go back to playing the female characters in drag. I'm sorry to go. Too long, fool. I'm sorry to go 16th Thank century you, on you here, but they're just, you know, they're not so temperamental. Uh, <laughs> um, the vast majority of, of actors and movie stars are doing variations on a persona, which is probably loosely tied, strongly tied to who they are, but not exact. I don't think that's what Jason Bateman's like all the time, but like, um, no, and then there's the ones who create something more or less from whole cloth every time the Daniel day Lewis is the Meryl streeps. And like, I don't know what I'm supposed to make of Robert De Niro compared to say Daniel day Lewis. When I think De Niro's great. I think he's a very captivating screen presence, but he always plays and always really has played a variation on the De Niro thing. They're really kind of apples. And oranges. Yeah, pretty much. He's great. It's cool. I He's like great. it. I like that guy. Cool. I like I like when that guy shows up and stuff. But like comparing contrast with say <laughs> he him and uh, you know obviously he's very very late in his career. But I finally got around to seeing the Joker and you have him and Joaquin Phoenix, who's well, I wouldn't really say Joaquin does a very different thing every single time. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm a. I like I, him. I, I like him. I I think he stepped into it in the Joker. He's really good. No, he's very very talented. Her is actually one of the best movies I've seen in in years. I actually saw that one two times, which. And considering her, I think you need you need to see her two times because it's so there's so much going on. It's such a new type of movie. Yeah, it's Joaquin, the rare movie that this is, this is the movie. <laughs> How are you today? Would you did you miss me? I'm on a cell phone. 
I'm I'm Scarlett Johansson, by the way. Another one, Scarlett Johansson. Just finally watched. Look at me watching movies. I must be making a little headway with this whole uh, lockdown situation. Finally watched Jojo Rabbit. Terrific. Delightful. <gasps> now, here's here's the difference when it comes to somebody who knows how to tell a story, like a great director, like... Um, t- t- go t- go t- ahead. T- you... you, you. You dug your hole. You dug your hole now. Fuck you, Tikiki Waki Watiti Tikiki Wakiti Pipi Tikiki So racist. I have to walk. Wait, I got. I know the name. I have to walk away from the teepee to take a peepee. And Wakiki. It's a very. It's a very. What's the name? I don't know his name. I don't claim to know it. Tikiki Okay, I need to Google it because I can't be this rude. Um. It's a very dark I, liquid you've been drinking this entire time. I haven't. I think my. You're I think, rude. I think. I think, it, I think my guest just went from red wine to bourbon. <laughs> you're t- okay. I was not that far. No, off. you weren't. Do you want me to know? Do you want me to tell you what the name is? I think you owe it to him now. Yeah. Okay, he wrote it and directed it. Taika Watiti. That's right. And he's, I basically said the same thing. I said I'm taking a walk away from the teepee to take a peepee. He he <laughs> he. <laughs> He directed it. He's in it. He does a delightful Hitler, and oh, he's um, such a great Hitler. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. this movie. I think I was thinking about this movie today. It's weird that you bring this up. It's w- honestly one of the greatest movies that I've seen in a long time. I tend to be disappointed by like the Oscar bait stuff. I just usually find it to be kind of like self-serious and boring and even even joker like i i more like appreciated it than really enjoyed it and that tends to be what i get from a lot of the oscar stuff and so i'm at this point kind of shocked when i see an oscar bait kind of movie that i'm like oh that was just like enjoyable to, i mean it's not enjoyable because obviously there's incredibly dark elements you of can it. call it enjoyable i think it's enjoyable because it's such a what a beautiful perspective to portray during such a dark time well yeah and what I, a whim, whimsical approach to it i wasn't expecting a wes anderson nazi movie and that's kind of what exactly. i got exactly it was such a, a um it was a, a, like a fairy tale of hitler's reign yeah and you when you say that you're like what yeah it made you feel love in mm-hmm. a time of complete disparity which life is beautiful also accomplished in its I think they yeah that definitely snuck into the Oscars I think this in its was cloying similar. Italian way do you know what yeah. you know what Roberto Benigni did after that Roberto Benigni was already like Porn. like 50 years old it <laughs> would have been wiser he cast himself as the star of uh, a live action remake of Pinocchio I'm not mad at it I mean it's an well, Italian go, go name. watch it. it it's it's clearly oh, when fuck. he does it you're like oh right I guess Walt Disney did not make up Pinocchio like this is he's he's, he's taking <laughs> Pinocchio back but he should have done it quite a bit like Pinocchio's yeah why bald. hasn't Disney done anything with Pinocchio Pinocchio's bald it's weird it's bald well he's balding Roberto Benigni I don't think has a full head of hair oh but why hasn't Disney done anything with Pinocchio isn't that a Disney movie Oh, well, they did the one time, obviously. I'm sure that they're doing live action everything. They're cranking through yeah. the they're cranking through the vault uh devil make hair. They're putting out like three classic movies per year as inferior live action versions that'll be quickly forgotten. See also Now as a parent who's mm-hmm. just it. inadvertently you have to watch them, do you find joy? Like what what's a Disney movie you can recommend for a parent to get their kid on because it also brings some entertainment to you? Do you mean the classic stuff or the new stuff? 
anything. Like anything that you've watched, you're like, oh, I can watch this. Like I feel like Moana, even though I, Moana's I should okay. probably see because we're also high and saw every Disney movie that comes out with Justin Martindale. Martindale so um, I, I'm, I'm a t- the Moana song is actually a pretty. I've only seen Moana one time, and I could sing the song for you. It's a pretty. It's under. Solid. Solid. Oh, sorry. It's very sorry. empowering. I, I didn't realize you knew that I was uh, quite a really good singer. I. It's th- this is the way that I find out that you. Yeah. Possess this yeah. gift. Wow. Yeah. Here I have I've been, a gift. I've been bragging about rocking this entire time, not knowing that you were the true rock star. You know, I. I don't want to say this. I know that Adele lost all of her weight, mm-hmm. and she looks great. Mm-hmm. But. Her and I have been rivals for years because oh, of my singing talent. And I, she told me not to sing because she doesn't want me to come out in the scene to ruin mm-hmm. her, her record. But I might, I might. I don't. It's not a threat. It's a little bit of a threat. But well, I might listen, come out. Ha, 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 ha. That's a sample. She zigs, you zag. You are going to need to get Jesse very large. I well, I've got a fupa. I've got a quarantine fupa, so I'm halfway there. I can't hear you again. I've got a. <laughs> I love I love how modern technology has gotten us right up to the precipice of being able to do radio from home without. I'm so excited to repeat it. I'm so excited to repeat. I could, you what seemed you didn't so hear. pleased with yourself. I what I said that you could. I said, <laughs> I have a quarantine fupa. Oh, you're welcome. My, you're welcome. Yeah, my lip you're reading welcome. is my lip reading is not nearly up to. Can snow. you hear it now? Oh, I can hear you just fine now. Guys, Tully and I have recorded like literally. There's three layers of recording going on right now because we're remote. We also are anal retentive when it comes to our sound quality. And he's such a dad. He wanted to double, you know, put another layer on of a FaceTime audio as well. Yeah. Might as well get a fucking court stenographer in the goddamn house. I've got two pairs of headphones in right now for various... Extra uh, protection. Rube Goldberg reasons of making recording a a radio show as hard as humanly possible. And I've done three. I've had three different sets of of headphones in to make these home shows with like you and McGrath work. It's it's nonsense. Uh, Now... Are, are Mark McGrath and I, are we competing for something here? Because I will fuck him up. I'll scratch him like a rabid monkey if I have to. I hold. Is he si- ready? Is he ready for all this wrath? I hold the single rose delicately by the stem in my fingers. And I want you. <laughs> why don't we do a? Why don't we all do one together? I want you both to know this has been an incredibly difficult decision. <laughs> it's the hardest decision I've ever made in my life. I have. Mosquito. I have a hard. Oh, I thought you were. Clapping with joy at my humor. <laughs> no, I was, there was, there was just no household kid. pests. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I have a hard enough time getting one guest per week for no, the show. No, we're doing three. I we're doing three. I, I can't double you guys up, or else I literally we're have. doing three. There's we're a guy three. who I want to get on the show who is a retired priest um, and Oxford don, uh, who? an Oxford professor. But the but he's in England, and the only time I can do shows is in the afternoon. So the only time he's he would be able to be on my show would be if it was like five four in the morning. Then get England. your ass up, get that chock full of nuts. Brew so chock that full of shit. nuts. I was Wikipediaing chock full of nuts when my parents. Oh God! 
visited gonna, because we've I'm all wondered. We've all asked the question, but there's no nuts. There's no nuts. What are the nuts? How can you say you're chock full of something that you do not possess in the slightest? It's almost a hundred year old company. That's it was right. introduced in 1932. That's right. And the tagline is the heavenly coffee. Uh, uh, it's unusual name derives from the 18 nut shops that the founder established under the banner in the city beginning in 1926 when the great depression struck. That's right. At one point he was chock full of nuts. He was chock full of nuts, converted them to lunch counters and served a cup of coffee and a sandwich for five cents. You know, I always wonder about that because, like, when you hear things back in the day where, like, where, uh, like, you know, this was like three cents and this was one cent. It's like, well, what about if you wanted to buy a stick of gum? Like, if a if a house was one cent, a Lucy. Then what did you? Then what did you guys do? It? Did we have to? Do, like, hey, uh, here's 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 a penny. You owe me ten more sticks of gum <laughs> to be delivered at a future date. I know. What was the barter system when a penny needed to be changed? <laughs> <laughs> that's wild i had no idea i love that he stuck to his roots of nuts man i well, almost want to buy it's a, such a great name. full of nuts just for nostalgia purposes well, i might have some left over so how long did your parents stay uh they were here for like a week or so and how was it like in quarantine they came no <laughs> no this is this is pre-quarantine my okay. parents are of a certain age where they need to be quarantined like the the zombies that they are they're they're in shrink wrap in new jersey <laughs> where they where they ought to be i sent my parents like uh two hundred dollars of of box wine and i bought my dad like three three handles of christian brothers brandy so they're just fine <gasps> wow that is some real kind of white trash gifts that you got going on there but i i, would I don't drink know what some. you're talking about we i would are, drink as some I, as i've as i made clear very many times i've always considered my family white recycling don't we 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 aren't comedians anymore i'm i'm pretty sure i'm not i haven't been on stage in like a year i think i'm a former i don't think i can even call myself like a uh, i'm a former i'm a former comic you just said white recycling yeah i'm thrown into another universe right now i'm completely thrown you can reduce reuse and recycle the tullies of new jersey no one says that anymore that's such a throwback term reduce reuse recycle i bet if we said it now nobody would even know what we're talking about the three hours baby if anybody wants to take anything away from the show anybody who might still be listening it's it's not just about recycling it's about reusing that's just that's that's a that's a worst case scenario yeah recycling's like so yesterday that's recycling right. cool cool yeah this shows this shows about about three things that's <laughs> reducing reusing three fucking and recycling things. which is why i will be recycling you as a guest one week from today i better um, be on with mark mcgrath is it mcgrath yeah, or mcgrath or mcgrath it's, it's mcgrath it doesn't matter we're all gonna be on together i'm gonna make it happen i'm sending get him that a pros. message all right you do that Hit are, you, up hang- are you hanging up with me yeah i gotta go we're out of time well, you probably should see what your girl was screaming about an hour ago. Great parenting. Well, I'm sure she's... Go check on your go. daughter. Yep, bye-bye. Bye. Bye.